What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking with Steph Iliff. I am so excited for this podcast and to be bringing it to you every single week to be just talking about all the things that life has to offer us, right? I'm hoping that I can bring you some insights, some laughter, some amazing interviews with some awesome powerhouses who have let go of fear, who have totally stepped into themselves, who are living their best life so you can learn from them. I want to be talking to you every single week as well about different things that are going on in my life as a self-love coach, as a mom, as a woman, as someone who is dating and like the whole dating scene and how it's so important that we date with self-love so we don't ruin our own self-love, how to create, you know, amazing habits that truly stick with you for a lifetime so you become your best self, so you can become your inner powerhouse and how to just let go of fear and fully step into you. So every week I'm going to be bringing you different topics that align with that, different interviews with different amazing people. And we're just going to be talking about it and having the best time. So thank you so much for joining in to Just Talking with Steph Island. What is up, you guys? I am so excited to bring you today this amazing episode today with Just Talking. Today, I have two amazing powerhouse women. I have Taylor and Gwen. They are just like so powerful. So what are you guys about to hear from them and just learn from them? It's going to be so much value. So make sure you have a book, a book out, take all the notes, or make sure you're pressing pause so you can press put notes in your phone. So I have Taylor and Gwen. They are actually the podcast hosts for Utah Women in Cells. And they, they themselves have been in cells. And they have done such phenomenal things for women and in leadership. And so I'm super excited to bring them on you guys go ahead and like introduce yourselves and thank you for being here well thanks for having us stephanie do you want to take the lead first and let everybody know who you are sure let's do it Um, (laughs) so stephanie again thank you so much after we had you on our podcast i was like this woman is just a ball of fire and everything i need to become so it's an honor to be here today but like you said, my name's Taylor. I am a director of sales over at Weave, which is a software tech company down in Utah. Um, yeah, been in the sales the sales space for a while now. I worked my way up from the bottom um, and kind from of the took, bottom. Now we're here. Yeah. So I've kind of done everything from straight cold calling to closing the deals, running teams, running small teams, large teams, everything in between. So excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. And Gwen, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell them about your amazing life that you've created for yourself? I'll give it a try. <laughs> so um, I like to think of myself of kind of in my my second career. My my first career, I was um, registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator, kind of doing the patient education role. Worked in pharmaceutical sales for about ten years, and a few years ago, sort of took a pivot into more sales and marketing. And I am currently um, co-owner of Echelon Medical Management Solutions. We oversee the management of um, some peripheral outpatient surgery centers. And I also have a consulting business where I'm the marketing director for the largest podiatry group of practices in Utah and love all the creativity and fun and relationship building I do within those. And then Utah Women in Sales, it's my passion for educating and uplifting and linking women together. I love it. That is so powerful. Both you guys are so powerful and I love what you guys are doing and how just like, I think women in leadership just to begin with is so amazing. And it's something that has to happen more and more. So I love to talk to you guys a little bit. What kind of make this a different kind of podcast and what kind of go bounce, bounce back and forth between both of you. But first let's talk a little bit about women in Utah women in sales. How did you guys get into that? And what, what kind of started that brainchild and what is that all about? Talk a little bit about that if you guys will. 
Sure. Well, I'll, I'll kind of give the history of, of Utah Women in Sales as, as I came in as a, a late bloomer to it. Um, so it had been going for um, a little over a year when I got involved. It was created by some women at Lucid, um, which is a pretty well-known tech company here in Utah. And they saw a need for, you know, creating an organization where women could come together and learn sales skills to uplift and, and get ahead in their career and, you know, kind of break away from the good old boys club of, you know, um, that we tend to associate sales roles with and kind of gently weave more diversity and inclusion into the, the field. And so they, they started this idea of getting women together, having speakers come in and give really high level relevant topics on education. And that was how I came to know Utah Women in Sales. I had started following them on LinkedIn, um, attended an event. I was hugely impressed by the speaker, you know, by um, Rebecca um, Brewer, Andrea Johnson, and Lynette Richardson, who are the kind of founding uh, members. And just raised my hand and was like, I want to do more. I want to get involved. I'd love to be involved with the mentorship program. And from there, it's been off to the races. I love that. That's so amazing. And then Taylor, how about you? How did you kind of enter into all of this? Yeah, so similar to Gwen, I was a quote-unquote late bloomer to the squad. Um, <laughs> but I was actually introduced to Utah Women in Sales through my, my company. Um, so they had reached out and they wanted Weave to you know be involved to see if we had any women that wanted to attend an event. So it, it started out just through that. Um, but I would say similar to Gwen and really how she described it, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in like who you surround yourself with. It, it makes a massive difference. And when I was trying to decide what company I wanted to work through, like work for, I, I took that into consideration and I'm like, okay, are these the type of people that I want to learn from in my career? Are these the type of people that I want to be like? Are these the type of people that I want to surround myself with? And I felt that same like gut feeling when I spoke to the women who ran Utah Women in Sales. So I was like, this is going to be a phenomenal opportunity to connect with other women in the area, to learn and grow and just better myself. And it's, it's been an amazing opportunity to connect and you know, help to empower so many other women in the, in the area. I love that. That is so amazing. Well, thank you both for doing that. And it helps empower me and you're empowering everybody around that. So that's so powerful. And I love your guys' podcast as well. So women who win. So if you guys would both kind of tell me a little bit, what is a woman winning to you? Oh, that's a good question. I know. Um, So I, I mean, I'll take this one first. I think that a win is something, and this is something I challenge myself I try to right every single day. Um, a win can look different, and if you if you just hold yourself to like the same standard, it's going to be a mental game, right? Like I think of that in sales. I with when I have new new account executives that come in, I'm like, if the only thing that you consider a win is a closed deal, you're going to have a lot of really really hard days. And I I try to like take that into my own personal life. So I mean, I would say like a couple wins I had this week. Um, I'm all about like helping other people be successful. I think it's like, I'm not a mom yet, but I just, I feel like like a mom moment where you're like watching somebody from afar, like something that you've been like pushing and helping coach and you're like, Oh, go you like he did it. So I have a new account executive this week that, you know, they just took a a major step in their career and just to see their excitement, it is a major win for me. So like helping other people, I think is a massive win. Um, And then I try to look at wins as, 
something that's like good for my health, right? Whether that's like mental health, whether it's physical health. We were talking before we started recording, but you know, we, we live in this world where it's like work, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And I, I always say that I thrive in organized chaos. So I would not do well without that. But I think that sometimes like taking a step back and saying, you know what, instead of working until 8 p.m. tonight, I'm going to go on a walk with my roommates. So on Tuesday, we went on a hike after work and like, that's a win. Yeah. You know? So I love that. That's so powerful. There's a couple of things I think that are really good to highlight with that. So A, the fact that that shows me that you're such a great leader is that your win is watching someone else gain success. Like just that you're like, oh my gosh, yes, you finally got it. Let's go. And it just makes you so happy. And I love those wins in those moments because it's such a teaching moment, but it's also, you're like, okay, Eureka, like you see what you're capable of now. And now you can go take this. You can go step into your career and go keep making it happen. And then it shows someone else they can do that as well. And then the same thing of like being able to allow ourselves to take time, but to step back, because I'm sure for both of you guys, you can relate like work, 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 work is like all that we end up doing. Right. And so being able to give ourselves that permission to be like, okay, I can have a two hour break tonight, or I can go hang out with my friends, or I can go on a hike. I can go do this. And for women, we often have to give ourselves that permission to be able to go and do it. And so I love that you're saying like that was such a win for yourself. So thanks for doing that. It's awesome. All right, Gwen, you're up, sister. What about you? You know, so for me, when I think about women winning and I see a lot of these like social media posts and things that talk about this, it's, you know, all ships, you know, all ships rise together. And so when I see women, you know, kind of moving into uncharted territory into these different roles and positions and, and not just a few at a time, but by droves and numbers, because we're, we're making these inroads and pulling other women in as we pave the way to me, that is winning. And it's not doing so in a way that's looking down on the people that we're, you know, you know, succeeding past, but it's looking back to say, how can I help share with you what I've used to get me here? And that mentality, that mindset, I think is so key to, you know, the way that women, you know, move into leadership positions because we carry so much more empathy and, you know, self-awareness in these different roles that allow us to keep that, those close relationships and to, to excel and rise in our careers gracefully, but keep pulling other women up with us. And that's, that's winning for me. I love that. I totally agree with that. And I think that has to happen. Just having that mentorship and having other women rise gives us permission to all rise. And especially like in corporate, I'm not, I'm no longer in corporate, but I used to be the vice president at a finance company here in Utah. And that was definitely something that together, like we had to rise as women and help each other out in some of our business meetings, and our investor meetings. And sometimes your ideas weren't always heard. And so it was helping one another kind of create this like sisterhood of going and presenting to, to each other first and be like, okay, so help me pitch this because we're going to go get this done. And then we would all be like, yep, we're on board. Let's make it happen. And we get everything from their departments, but it became literally like this sisterhood. And then we started, so we, I worked with the Miller group. And so I was able to really learn a lot from like Gail Miller and work with women in business. And it was really powerful, but I think having that mentorship is such a need. So with that kind of being said, who has really impacted your guys's life and helped you to learn and like win for yourself? Ooh, that's another good one. Gwen, do you want to go first? <laughs> you know, when I think about like 
it's, it's kind of a reverse impact because with, with my parents and my upbringing, um, came from a pretty non-traditional upbringing in rural Oklahoma, um, a lot of poverty overtones. And so I grew up with a really different perspective on what it meant to, to work hard. And if you wanted something, I literally had to work for it and get for it. And a lot of things I didn't get. And I think that really instilled within me this desire to, you know, to seek, um, you know, recognition and acknowledgement and to do well, whether it was my, you know, first couple of jobs while I was in high school and in college or, you know, to do well in my classes to just to do better and want better for myself. And then later in my adult life, when, um, you know, my relationship with my parents changed, I was able to have you know, a, a much deeper appreciation for them and the struggles that they overcame to, you know, heal some of their trauma and their issues and, and play a very active role in my life and be supportive and, and give me that kind of recognition that was missing when I was younger. Um, so it kind of came full circle, but definitely, you know, my parents and, and what they've done for themselves through, through trial and hardship. Wow. I love that. Go mom and dad. What a win. And I love that you talk about that too. Just like kind of unlearning some of our habits and then relearning and what that looks like for ourselves going into our future. And it sounds like you're really the first person to like transcend your family. And I'm all about that. Like, it doesn't matter where you came from, like you can literally achieve whatever you believe. It just has to happen within you. And then there's so many mentors who are out there who will help you. Like I've never been told no. Anybody, I'm like, hey, will you teach me how you got here? Like, they're like, yeah. Like, you think I'm awesome at this? I'm like, yes, teach me. Like, who's going to say no to that, right? So right. I absolutely love that. And tell your mom and dad I'm proud of them. because they really <laughs> Thank you. I They're love cool. that. All right, Taylor, what about you? Who's really helped impact your life and help you win? First of all, Gwen, I want to meet your mom and dad. I, I just, I would love to meet them. I feel like they're probably like the cutest, like hardest working people. I would, I would love for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would echo Gwen. I think my parents would be a phenomenal example of, of hard work, but somebody that I kind of thought of that's maybe a little bit different would be, uh, my, my college cheer coach. Mm-hmm. So I, it was always like a goal of mine to cheer in college. And so I looked, was blessed and I like was able to make that happen. And the one thing that I think that he, his name is Ben Schreiber. Um, the one thing that I think he did really instill in me that I don't know that I necessarily fully understood until I got to that level was like, people that really care about you are going to say the hard things and you shouldn't take like that constructive criticism. Like that means that they care. And if people aren't willing to like, say like, Hey, like you're better than this and you're not living up to your full potential. And I expect X, Y, and Z out of you. It's a hundred percent because they care about you. Whereas in the past, like I had other coaches or just like other people in my life, right. That weren't really willing to say those things. And you know, I think there's like a misconception, right? Where people that are like, just super like, Oh yeah, you're, you're doing great. You know, like those are the ones that like love you. And and I'm not saying they don't, but I think that one thing that I like really took away that I think has really helped me in my career is just understanding that like constructive criticism means that that person really cares about you. And it almost means that they, they see a, they see like that potential in you. Whereas like, Maybe if there's other people on the floor that they're not like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's some people that are like, oh my gosh, so-and-so is like always writing my butt and I like can never do enough. And it's like taking a step back and understanding like, wow, that person probably sees my potential and they probably know I'm not living up to it. And they actually care enough to have that conversation with me. So I think 
he taught me that. And yeah, I feel like it's made me better. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think that's like the best story with that as well. And I can totally see you being like the best cheerleader. What kind of, what were you like, what did you do in it? What was your specific role? Lots of flipping, flying. Yeah, I could, I could like throw you in the air and you would just like be like all beautiful <laughs> and beautiful with it and like come back down. I, I, I think that would break, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Taylor, I was just going to say that Taylor, I love that you shared that story because that reminded me, I had a high school basketball coach and she always said, you know, if you need to start worrying when I stop yelling at you. And that has stayed with me my whole life with any person that was my manager or that I reported to, or that I respected and wanted to be, you know, recognized by if they weren't giving me criticism, then I was like, Oh no, they've given up on me. Like they don't care anymore. So I I love that you shared that because it sticks. Well, it's so true too. And I think often when people first enter into a role of leadership, they want to be like just that cheerleader for them. Like, yeah, you got this, go do it. But you're ultimately giving like the biggest disservice by not helping them see what their biggest blind spot is and helping them push themselves to what their full potential is. And that was one area I definitely struggled at when I first went up the leadership train is like, I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be accepted. And I'm like, well, I want, I want to be like this fun person. I want to be like this awesome boss. And, and my, and so I actually had to have like a real good learning like session with myself, with my CEO. And he's like, so listen, there is a coach and there's a cheerleader. So it's funny that you mentioned this, right? <laughs> And he's like, you, are you wearing using pom-poms today or are you wearing your coach hat? And then he showed me like all these videos about Greg Popovich. And he's like, he's like one of the best coaches of all time, but he's also the hardest coach of all time. And you always know how you are showing up with him. And that's the same thing that everybody on your team, anybody who works with you should always know where they stand, what they're doing well at and what they need to start to improve on. And if you can't tell that to all of anybody on your team, you're not doing enough leading and enough talking and enough listening. And so that totally helped me like change my whole, mindset. And when he said like, you're doing a disservice to them, you're not helping them. I was like, Oh snap. Like, okay. And that totally helped me shift my whole mentality of leadership. And so I'm sure for you, that's probably how you also lead. I would assume, right? Like, do you have an example of kind of what your leadership style is from learning that through being coached and stuff like that? Yeah. It's actually funny that you relate it to leadership. That's something that our leadership team and my boss um, has really preached a lot. And we always say clear is kind. And I think that that's something that I had to learn in my own way as a leader. Like I saw it as far as like the mentee aspect and I appreciated it so much. And to your point, Stephanie, though, like even when you get in that position and you've seen it firsthand, there's still something inside of you that like wants to be that like, you're doing great, sweetie. Like just keep it up. And like, you're just, you're, you're like always there and like a constant source of like optimism. And don't get me wrong. I think you need that. But I I think that there's something to be said about having that. Like we always say again, clear is kind. And that's a skill that I've really tried to hone in on this year specifically, just really not being afraid and like not putting myself above the other person. It's, Mm -hmm. it sucks. And I hate to have uncomfortable conversations, but just knowing like, you know, like actually like just last night, this is funny that we're talking about this. Just last night, I had a situation with a rep where they were like, they've been struggling and they were like, Rudy, everyone at work calls me by my last name. So Rudy, they're like, Rudy, I am going to do X, Y, and Z this month and I'm going to make it. And I'm like, awesome. You're right. He's like, hold me accountable. Hold me accountable. I'm like, for sure. Okay. We're going to do it. We're going to make a plan. We're going to do it. And then the end of the day comes around and I'm like reviewing numbers. And one of the numbers wasn't where it was supposed to be. And I like had a moment, right? And it was like an internal conflict where I was like, okay, it's 9.30 PM at night. I could 
call this rep uncomfortably and be like, what's going on? You didn't hit this X metric. And, or I could just kind of like let it slide. And it would have been a thousand times easier for me to just let it slide knowing that that metric in the route, like in the big world is actually pretty small. It wasn't like an overall number or anything like that, but it was something that we said we were going to hit and we didn't hit. And so I was like, shoot, this really sucks. But I've been working on like, nope, I'm going to give you a call. And right when I started, I'm going to say, Hey, I hope you know that I'm having this conversation with you because I really care about you, but X. And I feel like that's something that I've been really trying to focus with on my leadership style over the last like year or couple months. And yeah, I'll let you know. It's a work in progress for sure. I love that. That's so powerful. And I think that's like the best kind of leadership. And I love that analogy, clear is kind, because like clear communication, always knowing where you stand. I think that is the best kind of service that you can give someone and the best kind of leadership. And you appreciate those mentors 10 times more who are willing to have those really tough conversations with you, just like a parent would, right? Like sitting down and be like, listen, I'm going to have to ground you. And I think you kind of know why, but it's like, you're helping them recognize, like, I know you're, you can do this. Like it is so possible, but I, I also got to help push you and hold you accountable. And when we do that, like it also helps us level up too. And so it's like, it's going both ways. Right. And I totally get that same thing. That's what I do. I'm a coach. And so that's what I do with all my clients is I am basically helping them parent themselves. I mean, I have that today. Like I have a client who's trying to lose some weight and She's like, okay, well, I'm going to go out with some friends tonight. I'm like, okay, so what's our rules tonight? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, are you going to drink wine or like, what are you going to eat? And she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to have a glass of wine. I was like, does does that help you get where you want to go? And she's like, well, no. And I'm like, then why are you choosing that? Like, what, what is, why is that more important to you than what your ultimate goal is? Like, you're willing to give up your goal for this one moment. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so upset with myself. Like it turned into this whole session. Right. But it's like, it's that. It's like just having someone be in your corner to see your brain and help you see like you can get the, 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 the destination you want to go, but like here's what we have to do to get there, right? So I love it. Gwen, what about for you? So I, um, Taylor kind of mentioned something that about that and I love that you talked about that's the skills that you're trying to really hone into and just being aware of that. Gwen, do you have like a skill that you're trying to demonstrate more, hone into this year and really be like, this is my year of this? <laughs> Yeah, you know, this year has been um, a very challenging year with a lot of uh, growth opportunities. That's a that's a very politically correct way to say it. Yes, it is. Um, but, you know, one of the things that, that kind of keeps coming up is that something that has worked really, really well for me much of my professional life is my tendency to be very ambitious and, and intelligent and just jump right in and do something myself. And what I'm learning and, and having to, I guess, unlearn, relearn is that as a leader, it's going to benefit me and the people that I manage and work with in the long run, not to do it for them or tell them how to do it, but that taking a step back and coaching them to see it themselves, which is really tricky because my patience as I'm getting tenured in my years is, 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 you know, a little bit less so where I would much rather like, here, let me show you how to do it. This is how you do it. That's the Virgo in me process systems and organization. But I have to take that step back and like, okay, this person is not me. How do I help them in the long run? 
by teaching them, here's the endpoint, here's what we want to achieve. There's 15 different ways to get there, but let's find the best way that works for you and your style and your mannerisms and that you're learning how to do it your way so it can be successful. And that's, that's a learning process for me. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, keep that, that positivity around it. Um, because it is a, um, it is a challenge. I will openly admit like it is a struggle for me because I just, just want to do it too fast, do it right. Yeah, right. Oh, for sure. But then like giving them, giving them the tools. I love it. You said like helping them learn it their way. And part of that is also allowing them to fail. Cause like part of that is you have to be like, I know exactly how this is going to turn out, but you, the only way you're going to learn is through this. And so okay, then you'll actually be receptive to hear so we can get to that end destination. Have you ever had to fail in that same like aspect in order to get where you really wanted to go? Um, for me, absolutely. I can think of something very, very early this year um, when COVID happened and everything moved to virtual and it was, oh, okay, work from home. Okay. I've got all this stuff organized, pack my day and very, very quickly realized like that was not the best way to, you know, kind of implement time management skills. I thought I was being uber productive and getting so much done, but really had to have that self-reflection and realize, holy crap, I am burning myself out. I'm so dead tired at the end of the day because I'm not giving myself those mini breaks and I'm not keeping up with my work because I'm just bam, 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 meeting, meeting, call, call. And I'm not taking the time to like put notes in place and track certain things. And, um, it was a really abrupt wake up call very quickly and, um, kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm not wonder woman. Like, all right, let's, yeah. So it was, it was a definitely a, a shake, shake up of the system. I love that. So were you able to then like delegate or ask or asking for help or how were you able to come up with a solution? Yeah. So it was, it was exactly that. It was like a mix of multiple solutions and having the, you know, by, by paying attention to a lot of what I was seeing on social media and people around me, what they were doing and having the same struggles, it was, okay, you know, I need to give myself more breaks during the day it's okay to push something off for three or four days or set an appointment next week. Not everything has to be done by the end of the day or end of the week. Um, so it was really just like a kind of a, um, a cumulative um, effort of pulling in a lot of different modalities to kind of make my, my day a little bit more spaced out and um, finding some things worked for me and then others didn't work so well. Like I've never been somebody that's like, Oh, I've got my whole week written out and planned and organized, but I have found that um, there are certain aspects of that that I have had to do to make it all kind of fit. So yeah, it's been a lot of, a lot of new learnings. I love that. Well, I love that you're talking about being able to say like, it doesn't have to be done today. I can push this out for three days or four days, or I can answer this email next week. And I think that's what we, we kind of have this inner struggle. Like if I don't get this all done today, then I'm not superwoman or I'm, I'm weak now. And I'm not like this amazing leader and people can't look up to me. Now we get like this imposter syndrome throughout that. But really like when we can ask for support and help, it's like when we're our best selves and I'm, I'm still always unlearning and relearning that process of like, I put too much on my plate and I'm like, Oh wait, maybe I can't. And then how am I going to dish this all out? But it's always like that process. I don't know. Taylor, do you ever struggle with that as well? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this entire time, all I could think about was I just had this weird image of my head with just like a, like a hand that's just like on something. And like slowly, I'm just trying to like release my like control free clench that I have like one finger at a time. Like let go, let go. You don't do it all yourself like just relax 
and I do not do well with that. And it's something I'm really, I'm really trying to learn. I, I, I try to think about that. Like if, you know, I mean, one that's cheesy, but there's like that whole, especially when it comes to leadership, it's like, if I just fish for you, you're never going to know how to catch a fish. Right. And exactly. There's the other side of it too, where it's like, okay, our time is so valuable and so finite why I shouldn't do things that other people can do. If like, it's not helping me, it's not helping you. I can teach you how to do this and then you can grow. And then I can go do other things that only I can do. So it's, it's not easy by any means, but definitely, definitely working on that. I love it. Well, it is, it's powerful. And I think that's just that lesson in itself is so empowering for all of our listeners right now. Cause I'm sure every single person listening right now can relate to that. And it's like, Oh yeah, sister, my whole plate is way too full. I'm actually on on the way right now to something and I'm 15 minutes late. I was actually just 15 minutes late to parent teacher conference today. And I was like, I'm I'm sorry. Like this is just what's happening right now. And it's great. And it is what it is. And it's like giving yourself like grace throughout part of that process and realizing, I think like the beauty of it is learning how to ask for help and like learning how to really truly delegate and just trust like, I'm going to teach you all that I know. And then I like to call it the plus one method. Like I'm going to go give this task to you and I'm going to trust that you can do it. And we're going to keep going through this process until you can be 1% better than I can. And then you're going to go teach someone else that and then someone else that, but that builds confidence and builds trust. And there's been so many times where I'm sure you guys have had mentors trust you with the task that you probably weren't hundred percent capable yet quite yet, but they're like, you got to go try this out. And I know you'll be able to succeed with it. And then it creates confidence within you. You're like, someone believes in me enough that you're going to go let me run this investor meeting, or you're going to have me go do like, go talk here, whatever it may be. Right. And so I think that's what always helps me in those moments to like, try to let go, but it's still always a process of like surrendering and just trying to let, you know, make it happen, I guess. I I recently saw this on Instagram. And I saved it because I was like, this is phenomenal. And it kind of reminds me of this situation. But um, it says, one time I was at a Q&A with Nora Roberts. Someone asked her how she balances writing and kids. She said something like she said, the key to juggling is knowing that some of the balls you have in life are made of plastic and some are made of glass. And she talks about how if you drop a plastic ball, it's going to bounce and it'll be totally fine. But if you drop a glass ball, obviously it's going to shatter and break. And then she goes on in the Instagram post to talk about how like the key is obviously knowing like one, you can hand a plastic ball off to someone else to your point or two, knowing which of your balls are plastic and which of your balls are glass. And also not holding yourself to like family is glass and work is plastic. Like you have to know, like in work, some of my work balls are plastic and some of my work balls are glass and some of my family balls, like getting to parent teacher conference, 15 minutes late, plastic ball. And like, can we catch all the balls? No, we can't. And it's totally okay. If some of our balls fall, as long as they're the plastic ones. Hmm. That was so beautifully said. I love that. And I would like to challenge all of our listeners to think like, put that into three categories right now on a piece of paper. Like what are my plastic balls? What are my glass balls? And what are some balls I need to redefine? Like, how can I go back and look at this? And what am I okay dropping? So I can really carry the the right kind of balls. We're always juggling something. And are you juggling the right balls right now? And if not, like go back and reevaluate and see what can be dropped. And I love that you mentioned about like family and work because so often we like have this inner pull of ourselves. Like I have to be loyal to this and loyal to that and loyal to this. And I have to do this, but like that helps you give yourself permission. Like what is a hard yes for you? And maybe identifying what ball that fits in. Like, is this the ball I need to grab right now? Or can I pass it? Like, 
I'm not trying to play catch with that today. And what does that look like? You know, I'm, out, I'm out. I'm sorry. Nope. Can't do that. Um, but I love that. I think that's a beautifully said. Um, so obviously you guys are, your goal is to help empower women. You're empowering them right now throughout this. You empowered me and I love what you guys are doing, but what is your, like, why is that so important to you? Like, why does that pull at your heartstrings when you get to see other women rise or just help mentor them and teach them? What, what does that look like for you? So when I think about what someone carries with them or who they become when they're empowered, I just think of confidence. And I think like that's the biggest reason or why I'm so drawn to helping empower other individuals is because like you can really, I mean, it's so cheesy, right? But like, look at what you can do if you're confident enough to raise your hand or if you're confident enough to, sh- to step into the room or share your ideas or move states or whatever it is, right? And I feel like until you have that confidence or you're empowered, people aren't their best selves. And I think like, that's why it means so much to me is I'm like, Okay, if you can empower somebody, you can basically give them the freedom to go be them, to be their best selves, mm-hmm. and look what can come of that. I love that, so true. And thank you for doing that. Thanks for just stepping into that realm and helping people see that it's possible for them. It's powerful. What about for you, Gwen? Yeah, you know, I think about like over my career and a lot of the different like positions that I've been in, whether it's jobs or committees or work groups or, or, you know, friends groups or anything. And, um, it so often, it seems like, and I don't know if it's just kind of a natural leadership tendency that I have or kind of a, an extroverted kind of personality, but, um, I tend to, you know, have women who are like drawn to me, like, oh, she's accomplished this. She's done that. She's actually approachable. She's, you know, like I'm 5'11". So a lot of times people can be intimidated by that. And so, but, but what that has really shown me is that that's a gift. That's a, a not a power, but that's a, um, a gift that it's my responsibility to give back, to be the one that when somebody finally finds the courage to send an email or ask me a question at an event or come up and say, raise their hand. Like that is so much responsibility on my part to light that spark within them to then pass on to the next one and the next one so that we're all continuing the same mission of how do we help, you know, other women, um, be their best possible self. And it's just, it's so gratifying. It's so wonderful. Um, and it just embodies every, every ounce of why I put in the extra hours, the late nights, the things like that for Utah women and cells, which is a volunteer organization. Like, and I love it and I lean in and that's, it totally fuels that. I love that. And I can feel that from both you guys, just like your energy and your passion. And just like, you guys both like just totally go into flow talking about it. And you can tell it's like your whole soul is all about it. And so I absolutely love that. And it's so powerful and it helps other people. And one thing, like how you guys mentioned that, and I can't remember who says this quote, but it says like the best thing you can ever do for someone is to make them feel safe enough to be exactly who they are. And it's great. Like that emotional safety and like, Oh, you want to ask a question. And like, how many people do like they, how many people always want to ask a question, especially when you guys are rolling out new policies or procedures or at an event you're like, okay, Q and a time. And you know, they all want to ask a question, but they're all way too afraid. And you're like, 
hey, anybody? And then someone finally does, you're like, yes. And then they do it, but that gives other people the same permission and it helps other people get the same answer. And I think that's so powerful. And the more that we can ask, the more that we learn. And that's a huge leadership quality too, to be humble enough to know, like you can still ask questions and keep growing throughout that. And I love Gwen that you also mentioned that it's a gift. Like I truly believe that once we do find that courage, like Taylor's talking about, like you step into yourself and you find that, oh, this is what empowered me. Like I move states, like Taylor moved states to come and work here. And like everything that she's doing with that too, right? And Gwen, like you started your own company and gone through this. And when you find that people are very attracted to that because they're like, how did you do it? Like, how did you, how, how did you say it was okay to do it? Like, what, what did you do? You're like, oh, well, you just go. Like, you just have to make it happen. And so you start teaching them that. But I believe that that's so true. Like, what you're saying is like, once we find that within ourselves, it is our duty then to go in and like plant those seeds with everybody possible to see that they can do it as well. And then together, everybody's rising and there's enough abundance for every single person to have as much success as they want to. Like, you can literally have whatever you decide you want to have. It's just truly believing that you can and then like taking those actions step. So I love it. Um, what would be like the best way for some of our listeners to start to get involved? I know you said that Utah women in sales is a volunteer basis. Is that something where other people can volunteer in that? Or like, what does that all look like for you guys? Oh yeah. We are always looking for more women because I know that they're out there. There's always, you know, you're just like, I want to do something more or I'd love to help or something. So the easiest way to follow us is on our LinkedIn page. Um, you know, follows Utah women in sales. That's where we're most active. Um, we have Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts and we have a website, utwomenincells.com. Um, but there's so many different events that we have, whether they're virtual or live or, you know, whether it's just emails or updates, but it's, you, it's not going to, we're not going to come find you. You have to seek us out and raise your hand. And I wish, I wish that that courage to, to find their voice and speak their truth is something that, you know, could be, just a little more ingrained in women as we're growing up and, and, and kind of going through the ropes and things, but just seek us out, you know, for me, find me on LinkedIn. I know Taylor would say the same thing, connect with us. If there's a specific passion you have that you feel like, Oh, I'm good at events or Ooh, I'm super good at organizing and, and doing copy for marketing, like whatever it is, let us know because we're always, there's so much um, to do and, and the visions that we have for where we're going and uplifting more and more women, we're going to, need more in the army behind the scenes making it possible. I absolutely love that. So true. And what about for you, Taylor? Like, is there anything else that you would like to add to that? I mean, I think, I think when nailed it, nailed it on the head there, I, I love what you said. Like, we're not going to come and find you. I wish that we could. I wish if I had a list of cold calling, I would set my little butt down and dial you and invite you to join us because it, it's so true. And like, I wish that I had heard about Utah women in sales earlier. Whether you think that, you know, like Gwen's point, like I'm really good at this. This is where I could help. To be honest, when I joined Utah women in sales, I just wanted a community and I just wanted to be involved with women around me. I had never done a podcast. I'm like helping with marketing, not a marketer, but you can learn. So you can, I mean, honestly, you can, you can learn a lot of skills within our group as well. So I would just say like, you don't have to know how you want to be involved. You just have to know that you want to be involved. Yes. And, and don't be a, don't be afraid to reach out. If anything, we can just be friends. So. Let's do it. Um, well, and obviously like being on LinkedIn and so you guys do this obviously a lot with being in sales. What are, what would you give some advice to, to someone who's trying to maybe grow their LinkedIn account or what do you guys look for specifically with that? 
That's another great question. I would say with LinkedIn, it would be being yourself is something that stands out to me. I think like I, I mean, I sit and I, I scroll through my LinkedIn and people post co- content all the time. Right. And I think that you can tell like when someone's content is genuine and other people are just posting something just to post something or they're like posting what they think the sales community would want to hear. So I would say like, just freaking be yourself on your LinkedIn, obviously be the professional version of yourself, but be yourself on your LinkedIn. And it's almost like our advice earlier, like raise your hand, comment on, comment on people's posts, like ask questions, ask engaging questions, love your content, Roger. What, like, how did you come up with that? Roger, <laughs> Roger, I don't know. Why you really caught Taylor's attention, Roger. <laughs> Why that's the first name that came to my mind is beyond me, but nonetheless, we'll go with it. So, I mean, I would say that, like comment and ask people like, what, what makes you say that? I love this. Where did you get this idea? Like, how could I implement this on my team? I would love to be a part of a company that does X, Y, and Z. Do you know anyone you could connect me with? Like, just raise your hand to your point earlier, Stephanie. If like people will help you if you just ask and so many people are afraid to just ask. Oh, for sure. Well, and that's how I reached out to you guys was just through that. And I was like, Hey, can I just connect? I don't know how or what, but like, here's what I do. And I just want to be, I want to be friends. Like, can we just hang out? Like even a coffee day, I just want to know what y'all are doing and how powerful it is. And then it starts that. And I would say that's like the best advice that you guys both just said is like, I love this. I love this like idea. Raise your hand. Like, Literally start reaching out, start talking to people, start growing your network, start nourishing different relationships. Don't be afraid to talk to even at someone at Costco and just like make a friend. And we all need that. And there's someone that always needs someone to support them and learn from and grow from. And there's always different connections from different ways. And I love the saying, like your network is your net worth. So the more that you get to know people, like the more that you're going to grow, the more that you're going to learn. And so I'd like to invite everybody listening today is like, go raise your hand by that. I mean, like go, go talk to someone that you've maybe been afraid to go ask someone that you want to really ask a question to that you've just been holding into your heart. You're like, I want to learn from this person. I want to grow from this person. Like go do it right now in this moment, whatever you're doing, pause, stop, go message them, go DM them, go add them on LinkedIn, whatever that may be for you. And you're going to be surprised at what's going to happen through that. And that's also a different kind of just like energy. I like to think of it as well. Like you're drawing in the right kind of people. And Taylor, you mentioned that earlier, like when you chose the company you wanted to work at is like, well, what kind of people am I going to be surrounded by? What am I going to learn through this? How is this going to make me better? And same kind of thing. Like if you want to vibrate at a different level, if you want to raise your frequency, if you want to grow your mindset, if you want to change your life, start changing the people you hang out with, start changing the kind of conversations you have, start raising your hand to say, Hey, I actually don't know what y'all are talking about, but would you help me understand that? Don't be afraid to ask a question or even say like, sorry, what was that word you just talked about? Like for an example, I was interviewing someone on my podcast last week and she's like, Oh, I first wanted to be a signographer, um, doctor or something. It was like cardiologist, like doing like, um, scans and stuff. I'm like, sorry, I don't, I have no idea what that word is that you just said. So can we just back up for a second? And it's like, just even that, like ask questions in big meetings and anything that it is, or if you have this idea and you're like, I want to go pitch this idea to my CEO or to my VP or to my director, like don't stop yourself, like go talk about it. And you'll be surprised at what you can do with that, what, what brainchilds may come from that. And then also be okay to receive whatever feedback they're willing to give you and be in that space to know that they're trying to coach and help and develop throughout that. Um, yeah. Just went on a tangent with all that with Roger. No, I love it. Roger inspired us all. <laughs> Roger, thank you. Yes. I think you nailed it. It's like 
my boss always says people don't like simple, but usually the best answers are simple. And I think about like, we talked about this earlier, like, Oh, Gwen, like people want to know, like, how'd you start your own company? Or like, Oh my goodness, Stephanie, like, how could you move? And every time someone asks me that, I'm like, I just did it. Like, I don't really have a better answer to that other than like, I just did. And it's like, not what people want to hear, but most of the answers are like pretty simple. Like just do it. Exactly. Just do it. Like Nike says, or just take action. I think of it that is like the more action you can take, the, the more less excuses you're going to have. And the only way you learn is through action. Don't be afraid to fail. Just keep doing it keep trying. And you're always going to learn throughout that process and don't overthink it. Right. And like, that's how you do it. Like, how did, how'd you get here? How'd you start your business? How, how'd you become a director? How, like, I just did it. Like, and you just keep going through it. Like, don't ever give up and keep doing it. So you guys are so amazing. Thank you for all that you guys are doing, everything that you're putting out there. What is coming up right now with uh, Utah Women in Sales? And is there any way that people can connect through that? Is it just like reaching out to you guys on LinkedIn? Is there a specific website to lead them to? Yes. So there's so many different ways that people can reach out, follow us. If you go to our website, www.utwomeninsales.com, there will be a little pop-up that asks or invites you to join the mailing list. That's an absolute must. There's multiple emails a month that talk about all the different events and dates and signups and event rights and all that stuff. Um, some of the recurring events that we have every month, we have a weekly podcast that's put out every Thursday um, on a lot of the major podcast platforms. We have Mindfulness Mondays, which are geared towards kind of that mental health and wellness kind of topic and theme on um, the first Monday of every month. And then the best fetch, best fetch and lunch and learn. We love that play on words here in Utah. And it's the last Tuesday of every month, always a really high caliber professional um, giving a topic that is directly related to building your sales and um professional skills. And then our annual summit um, is moved to January 21st and 22nd. So that will be an all, all day, two day virtual event, chock full of speakers, engagement activities, networking, um, all kinds of things. Taylor, did I leave anything out? I think you nailed it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for spending your time with me tonight on this and just talking and bringing so much value to everybody here. I hope you guys learned a lot. I hope you guys take on our challenges. Hope you guys connect with them. Obviously, you guys just heard they said just raise your hand. So reach out to them and see what maybe you can learn from it. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Stephanie. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into Just Talking today. I hope you got some value out of it. I hope you learned something. I hope you laughed. I hope you cried maybe a little bit if it's one of those kind of episodes. I just want to thank you so much for all your love and support and you just tuning in. It really means the world to me. If you would do me an extra solid and whatever platform you're using right now to listen to it, if you just go ahead and subscribe so that way you can always know when a new episode drops for you so you can be in the know. And also if you would just go ahead and leave me a little review, mark that star, whether it be the first star or the fifth star, whatever you're fill on that day and leave me a little review. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much again for all your love and support. Sending you all the love and light your way. Thanks again for tuning in to Just Talking. Have the best day.